0: Everybody goes about a relationship differently and you have to learn how it is they quote unquote learn. And if you can do that, you can without fail show each other so much love and feel so loved that it just makes your relationship even better. Mm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples.
1: And the things they go through.
0: Today, we are going to talk about love languages. And the funny part about this is I think this is our third time filming this episode. I
1: was just about to bring up the fact that the last time we tried to record this episode, it was actually several months ago, and we had a massive argument. (laughs)
0: I don't About even know why. <laughs> I don't even know why, but we did. It's oh, a thing.
1: Oh man. And then we
0: tried to film it again and it didn't work. We got another argument. I don't know.
1: But now we're back.
0: Needless to say, th- that's why love languages is important.
1: Yeah, just so you can work to understand each other, work to love each other better and uh work to to receive love. Mm, yeah. And and know how to do that. But do you
0: think we'll make it through this without arguing?
1: I hope I hope so. Okay. Before we get into it, <laughs> If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show. Give it a rating wherever you're listening on. If you are listening to the podcast only, we do have the show on YouTube where you could see uh, Sean's hairy armpits and <laughs> my face for radio right there live in person.
0: Oh, my gosh. You have the most handsome, sexy face I've ever seen.
1: Thank you, babe. Uh, appreciate that. And we also do live streams over there. so if you've listened to any of our previous kind of interactive episodes, it's all via YouTube. So you can subscribe to the show over there. And if you're on YouTube, go subscribe to on Apple podcast. Why not? It's free. (laughs) But I also want to say this. Yes. We say this nearly every episode. Yes. We're not counselors. No, we are not professionals. We're not professors. None of this.
0: And we have not figured it out.
1: Yeah. We're just like you. Uh, And we're trying to just share more of this marriage-friendly, uplifting, uh, positive type of family content. And so we're not like really explicitly giving advice. Uh, Hopefully more experiences that you can relate to.
0: And to take it back to our very first episode, we were inspired to do this podcast because if you follow media and social media, all of the conversations around marriage and relationships our doomsday it's so-and-so didn't make it they broke up they got divorced it didn't work he wasn't the one it was all it's all pessimistic like opinions and
1: actually that's kind of pertains to more than just the marriage related media it's most media it's like just (laughs) bad stuff out there
0: but there are so many happy stories out there yeah and relationships are hard and sticky preach you go through so many roller coasters and that's okay.
1: Pre, (laughs)
0: Wow. You're good. But it's okay. And we wanted to shed a light on how all of these couples do marriage and do relationships completely different and it works and that's fine.
1: So that being said, we're discussing love languages because it's something that Sean and I found helpful. And we hope you do too. No guarantees. There's no data to back that up, but let's go ahead and. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to start it off.
1: Do it, dude. Okay. So
0: I don't know if you remember this, but Andrew and I were engaged. We went to Chicago to this amazing um, premarital counselor where we did like an intensive course over three days. Yes. And one of the things he said to us, which stuck with me and was like written in my core, was that the hardest thing for couples to learn is that they speak different languages. Like Andrew speaks Chinese and I speak Russian. Just follow me for a second. And the as long as it takes for each of us to learn each other's language is how long it will be difficult for us to understand each other. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You're saying that we each are looking for different things. E- we each come and come into a conversation with different filters and lenses, and we need to acknowledge that so that we can cater to the other person.
0: And we could each be saying the same exact thing, but just be saying it differently. Okay. And it takes effort and things like this love language and all these different outlets to figure out what each other means and what each other needs.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, It takes effort in the sense of self-awareness and then also having the vocabulary uh, in the sense that hey sean sean is really prone to try to love me through words of affirmation but i actually now realize that i'm more of a uh of, of a gifts person right just no this is all hypothetical i was going like, to say what no, no no but but understanding the different buckets from which you operate yes. and knowing the framework really is helpful so in our experience, yes, it, it is helpful.
0: So, the concept let's take it back. The concept of love, love languages was developed by Gary Chapman, PhD, in his book, The Five Love Languages, which we've both read.
1: Yes, it's great. There's Nash.
0: That is Nash. There you go. I'm guessing that's Comcast.
1: Uh, and in the book, he describes five unique styles of communicating love. Uh, which are categories that he distilled from his experience in marriage counseling and linguistics.
0: And he says, we all may relate to most of these languages, but each of us has one that speaks to us the most, which is your primary love language.
1: It's very important.
0: So can you list them? Do you remember what they are?
1: Words of affirmation.
0: Physical touch.
1: Acts of service.
0: Quality time. And gifts. Yes.
1: Those are the five. Those are the five. And you will receive love in one of those languages. You'll also be more prone to give love in one of those languages based off your background, how your parents loved you, how previous relationships have shaped you. Um, But let's talk about which one we are, babe. And how to figure that out.
0: So I personally believe, and I think mine has changed a little bit over time. I think I show love through gifts. Okay. And I receive love through quality time. Interesting. Or physical touch.
1: Quality time is just ow, ow. the quality time is just the worst, you know, like really, can you do one that she's <laughs> <laughs> the most time intensive. Right? It is.
0: Like, it is. What doesn't about you, matter
1: though? how sweet I am to you. If I don't spend 14 hours a day with you, I'm kidding. That's, that's not that's the definition of quality time, Andrew. That's true. Um, I think that I try to show love. I'm more prone to show love via words of affirmation. Yes. And I think I receive love through acts of service. Wow. If you know me, you
0: know I love
1: cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal. But... Now, I've tried Magic Spoon, and Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love, but it has way less sugar, and it's high in protein.
0: We love Magic Spoon in the yeast household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high-protein, has zero grams of sugar, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free.
1: It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low-carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein, and Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code EASTFAM at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions
0: asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com EASTFAM. And use our code EASTFAM to save $5 off.
1: Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode.
0: So we just don't match on any level there.
1: It's not something to be worried about, though. <laughs> no, no. It's not about matching. It's no, about I the know. awareness.
0: But it's also a point because it's we each have to actively understand that how I would naturally show love isn't how you receive it. So then understanding that, oh, even though I really want to buy you this gift because I feel like I'm showing you you are loved through it, instead I should be doing an act of, an act of service for you.
1: And I think when people talk about relationships in the sense of it, they take a lot of work, mm-hmm. it's the understanding. First, it's the awareness, like we talked about. Then it's the understanding and putting in the effort of, okay, I'm naturally going to try to give a gift. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to really go out of my way and try to give her what she needs, which is, what was yours? <laughs> Quality time. i <I'm laughs> okay. All but right. So, wait, this, it's, it's Go ahead. I want to ask something. Real quick. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I am just reflecting on there have been a lot of times within our relationship, dating and marriage, where you guys know that within our our relationship, transparency is like the biggest thing. You have to talk about how you feel and you have to talk about where you're at in life and just being open and honest about your feelings. Um, There have been a lot of like times where we have been frustrated with each other or arguing with each other and it comes down to the sole like issue being... I don't feel loved right now. And I think within this love languages, the root of that problem is it's not because your significant other doesn't love you and isn't showing you that they love you. It's because through time and just fall back, I or Andrew have failed to show each other love in the way that the other person receives it. So within our arguments, a lot of times it'll come down to, I just don't feel loved right now. And it's like, oh, well, I've been doing this, 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 and this. And it causes more arguments. Instead of listening to that and being like, oh, well, you're trying to show me. I'm just not receiving it. Yeah.
1: It takes a lot of maturity, really. It
0: does. It's it's a lot, but it's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is important. We're going to rehash some of this because we came up with some tangible examples. Yes. That we could talk about. But it's important to know your love language and your spouses or whoever you're in a relationship with, uh, love language, so that you could show love to your partner in a way that resonates with them. So first example that Shauna came up with was maybe you love giving gifts. Yes. And uh, you come home with flowers for me every single day. Yes. I used to give you apples every time you used to fly in. I know. And I picked you up from the airport. But maybe gifts is not my love language. And maybe all I need to hear is I love you every single day. That's... That could be a potential rift that's caused. Right?
0: I actually think we wrote that completely reversed, but it works.
1: You're saying you need to hear you love, <laughs> yeah. I love you every day.
0: Yes. I think, I think the way we intended that was you come home every day with flowers for me. Okay. And it's really sweet, but you I like would them. rather, I love them. I love them. But I would like, I would rather y- you come home and be like, baby, I love you. That just like warms my soul.
1: Okay. The tough part about that is this is a whole side subject. There's no tangible thing because then maybe I do something stupid and then you forget that I say I love you and then you're like, I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) it feels like I'm just tossing words into a black hole of like, I love you. I'm sorry. But (laughs) but
0: (laughs) do you remember what mine is though? Because mine isn't even worse.
1: Quality time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Today's episode.
0: Let's go down that rabbit hole real quick. A lot of reflection should be taken when you're talking about what your love language is. For me, I think it has to do with my career in gymnastics and kind of the world that I grew up in. As far as like media and and entertainment, so many people had so many empty words. It was always like, oh, you were so good on this and you deserve that. And it was just filled with words. But actions really weren't there, especially within the media realm. Things were so fabricated that... People would say things Mm. and then go write an article and it would be completely different. I'd be like, but you told me that you were impressed or respected or whatever it was my performance was. And then they would write some really critical article. And so for me, words really don't resonate because I've learned over time almost not to trust them. So for me, I know quality time. It's like whatever you're going to take. One in five Americans have, quote, Learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel.
1: Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world.
0: Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool.
1: It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash EastFam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: I'm out of your day to sit down and have a conversation with me. shows me you love me.
1: That's why we have our coffee time in the morning, yes. we have time at night. Yes. Trying to cover all the bases here. <laughs> yes. The second example, we'll just do this because we wrote it down. Uh, maybe you love doing chores around the house that I hate doing. Yep. And you do them to show affection, but maybe I just want you to spend time with me, you know, mm-hmm. in that scenario, I wouldn't feel loved because you're not giving me what, what I need. I know. But the, the important thing to realize about the love languages is that it's not just for marriage. It's not just for romantic relationships. This pertains to your family members, your friends, work relationships. Everybody kind of operates with these different love languages and how you feel uh, or give love across all these different relationships is valuable to to know. So just communicate your needs.
0: And to relate that on a different level in case it's not quite clicking is kind of like, remember back in school or remember when you played high school football, so many students and so many athletes have to be coached or taught differently. Maybe you're a visual learner. Maybe you can memorize anything that you see, but you can't memorize something that you hear or it's switched. It's the same thing within relationships with anybody. Everybody goes about a relationship differently and you have to learn how it is they quote unquote learn. And if you can do that, you can without fail show each other so much love and feel so loved that it just makes your relationship even better
1: mm. and i actually we kind of misspoke on this earlier we didn't clarify this love languages is not the enneagram it's not like a personality test it's Mm-mm. not it is not ingrained in you you can learn and yes. and be flexible with your love language and The author, Gary Chapman, does make very clear that we're not supposed to demand you love me in the way that I need. Yeah. It's me learning to love you in the way that you need. It's me adapting to you. And it's not like, which I think is pertinent to the definition of love, how I view it, which is the willingness to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I am going to sacrifice. I'm going to make the sacrifice to learn how you need to be loved, Mm -hmm. not expect you to love me or be loved in the way that I want to give it. So there's that.
0: A lot of you guys might be asking, how do you find out your love language? There is actually like a test online that you can take, kind of like the Enneagram, but it's it's just going to ask like your preferences and rate this from one to five. And at the end, it'll say you're most likely the type of person to receive love this way and to give love this way. And it's a great thing for couples to do with each other because it just, it like you said, it takes one more step towards like understanding each other.
1: Yeah. And again, that our natural inclinations for how we give and receive love a lot of times points back to our childhood and how we were shown or not shown love. And you know that, yeah, it can be both how your parents loved you, but also maybe what you were deprived of. But so yeah, let's, let's dive into it.
0: I want to talk through each of the five love languages. Yes. And I want you to tell like us to tell each other why we do or do not like resonate with that love language. Okay. Kind of like I was saying with words of affirmation.
1: Yes. And on the point of realizing what you are, we will link the test yeah. in the episode. So you can take that, but we're going to kind of give the overview of what each of them are right now. So the first one we'll talk about is
0: words of affirmation. People with words of affirmation as a love language, value verbal acknowledgements of affection, including frequent. I love you's compliments, words of appreciation, Verbal encouragement and often frequent digital communication like texting and Mm. social media. Mm. Do you remember when we first started dating? Mm. I'm really happy words of affirmation are not my thing. Mm. Because when we first started dating, Andrew straight up said to me, I am not a texter. I'm not going to text you throughout the day. I am not. And we were long distance at the time and I was like, what? And he's like, I would much rather at the end of each day have a phone call where I'm excited to tell you about my day. Instead of just rehashing all the little misinterpreted text and words that I've texted throughout the day.
1: It feels like the opposite of a healthy healthy relationship for me to just be glued to giving (laughs) you minute by minute uh, updates on what's happening. I resented that. And that was, I think, why you and I worked out was because in all my previous relationships, that's kind of the pattern or habit Mm -hmm. I fell into. But with you, I was like, you know what? With Sean, I'm going to go big or go bust with you and just communicate (laughs) right out the gate that, hey, this is who I am. And this is, these are my expectations.
0: And it worked for us. For a lot of people, they need words of affirmation and they need texting throughout the day and they need that like connection. But for us, I think because our lives have been so busy from the day we started dating, like quality time or whatever it may be afterwards.
1: All right, so if the following things resonate with you, you might you might have this yes. love language. Do you really like hearing your partner say, I love you? Is this meaningful and reassuring for you to hear? That's one of them.
0: Do you appreciate being acknowledged or praised? It's nice to have your efforts recognized, bonus points, if it's unexpected or out of the blue.
1: Third, details are important to you. Uh, you love when someone notices that you changed your hair Or put in some effort in getting ready. When someone pays attention to the details, you feel seen.
0: Or four, if you do something nice for your partner, it's really important that they acknowledge it and thank you.
1: Mm. That one I resonate with.
0: And then... The The third one I don't. Yeah.
1: Which is, I don't need you to, like, personal character. I don't need you to say, oh, I like your hair today.
0: I also, I have a very hard time with compliments. I don't know why. It's probably an issue I should work on. Mm. But yeah, words. Words just, I think I've been... Numb to? Yeah. Mm. Um, But to kind of sum that up, it says, if your partner's primary love language is words of affirmation, choose your words wisely. I think that's really important to to remember. You want to err on the side of positivity. When you notice good things, say them and say them often.
1: Yes. Those are some good high-level takeaways there all right the second love language we'll talk about is quality time eight eight just the worst I'm i'm kidding i'm kidding all right so people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their parent partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out they particularly love when active listening eye contact and full presence are prioritized hallmarks in the relationship They crave undivided attention, absent of phones, or other distractions. I resonate with a lot of that. Me too. A lot of that.
0: I think we live in such a busy world and busy society that's so glued to distractions. And I I mean that, like glued to distraction. Like all they want is to be distracted by their phone or a screen or someone else or an activity that it's really hard for me to notice when... I'm worth sacrificing that for. And so when you are like, oh, I would rather sit down and have a conversation with you than be on my phone or texting friends or watching a TV show, that to me just oozes love, baby. I'm
1: big on quality time in as far as it's compartmentalized. So (laughs) meaning this, you know I get frustrated when I'm working and you interrupt me. Yes. And you're trying to have quality time right in the middle of my work day.
0: Yeah, but I need it right then. I appreciate quality
1: (laughs) work time. I appreciate quality play time. I appreciate, I appreciate quality love time, conversation time. So all of like, yes, that's how I view it.
0: I'm aware. And I think it, yeah.
1: So if the following things resonate with you, this might be your primary love language. Do you enjoy spending uninterrupted, uninterrupted time with your partner? Um, it is important to you that it's undivided attention. By the way,
0: it's meaningful when they make time for you, prioritize you, and don't cancel plans.
1: Mm, freaking wow! You know, I, you know, I'm about that. I know. You know, I'm about that. I know. Canceling plant commitments, but that's almost you want to bring up issue. our first
0: anniversary right now.
1: What happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, when I surprised you.
0: But before you surprised me
1: i told you i wasn't gonna i told you <laughs> yeah. i was gonna cancel but then i the whole thing was i was surprising you
0: i know but i didn't know that at the time so our first anniversary i was working in miami shooting adventure capitalists and it was our first anniversary and andrew we had these plans where he was gonna fly out and spend the day with me and he called and canceled plans and i remember i Which called was so him dumb
1: it was like the worst uh take at a surprise ever. yeah And
0: I remember I called him and I confronted him. And I was like, this really hurt my feelings.
1: You're crying. I should show you that video. I was
0: also like really lonely and I really missed you. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you made plans to prioritize us and you canceled it. Meanwhile, the entire time he's planning a surprise, which is weird considering you were planning on coming out. So you wanted to cancel it only then to surprise me. So dumb. Yeah.
1: Not my best. You love sharing new experiences with your partner and making memories is a a third indication that quality time might be.
0: I think that's like our favorite thing to do. Yes. Number four is time is precious to you and it's meaningful that you soak up all of your time together. That's me. Mm -hmm. Every waking second, baby.
1: Fifth, you feel content just to be with your partner, even if you aren't really doing anything.
0: See, this is why I like to watch Netflix shows with you. You're like this isn't quality time. Nope. It is. It
1: Does not count. It is because I could, I could be there or not be there. It does not matter.
0: But if you're actively watching the show with me and not on your phone, then it's quality time.
1: Debatable. I'm curious to know your thoughts. Listening, how do you feel about that? Is Netflix, is anything involving Netflix an attempt at love? I don't know. I, f- I feel, on the fence about that.
0: If any of this resonates with you, if your partner loves quality time. Be intentional with your time, even if it's just for a walk, and leave the phones at home.
1: Third love language is acts of service.
0: This is you, baby.
1: If your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making your coffee for you in the morning, or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. Live by the saying, actions speak louder than words. I resonate with that
0: really I feel like you've kind of morphed into this lately
1: as we've grown into parenting there's Preach. so many things to do yes where it's like just checking some boxes off so that I feel like I feel like I'm big on access service so that we can have quality time, you like know time. What I'm saying I don't I like need time. you to freaking like repaint the room but I need you to do something I'll do that, that all day may, I know you will <laughs> freaking know you will
0: Are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week? I know I am. Then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton.
1: They have different designs you can pick from, like Barbie, flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses.
0: Oh yes, she loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for bear.
1: Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest. Every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea.
0: For real, you guys. We love this brand, and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out.
1: Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EastFam. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASFAM and use promo code EastFam for 20% off your first order. Let's talk about some things... That if you resonate with. Yes. Access service might be your love language. Do
0: you feel taken care of when your partner shares responsibilities around the house?
1: Which is, my gosh, such a complicated thing. It's such a human fault that whenever I take out the trash, the thought that I always have or that I'm always <laughs> prone to have is, what the frick? I'm the only one that ever takes out the trash. Why does Sean never take <laughs> out the trash? When in that reality. That is
0: not true.
1: I know that. Oh. I know that I just feel like it's such with chores. It's so easy to fall into that mindset of, oh, yeah. of I'm the only one that ever does this. Just like you saying the other day, Oh, it feels like every Sunday our trash can fills up when it's like just a random pattern that you have noticed. Yeah. Where like the trash can fills up five, uh, five of the other days, the to week too. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. It's easier to,
0: to pick out the fault and the negativity and the like. Yes.
1: As opposed to, you know what? Sean probably took the trash out four times this week already. It's
0: easier to be selfish and to say, I'm doing everything and he's not doing anything yes. or she's not doing anything. When in reality, you all are doing a lot. You just have to recognize it. Yes. Um, Going back to if these resonate with you, does it resonate to you if it says it means a lot when they follow through on something? Or when they step in to help with something. It means they are paying attention.
1: Third, uh, for you, talk is cheap. Actions are everything. You need someone who can follow through. Preach. That's a huge thing for you. I know.
0: Number four, when you're feeling stressed, you would love for your partner to step in and take something off your plate. Even if it's small, it will mean a lot to you. Hey, I'm going to just throw this in there. (laughs) this
1: sidebar personal side
0: personal sidebar we can work out later this is you but you also have to allow me to take stuff off the plate for you
1: for work for like work i'm not good at that not at all yeah
0: you just like to like bottle up and you're like i'm so frustrated overwhelmed and i'm like give me something to do and you're like no
1: I will just publicly admit I'm not great at communicating or delegating tasks. So I could work at that. All right. If your partner values acts of service, uh, this doesn't always need to be about chores. People have different interpretations. So just go ahead and ask what they need, which I think is just a good route to take with all of these is like, have a conversation. Hey, I listened to this episode with Sean and Andrew. They were talking about five love languages. Let's talk through them. Let's think about which ones we are. And then that way, just like, it's an open discussion. You have the, the conversation. Is begun. The fourth love language is gifts.
0: Yes, you feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love, as Chapman calls it. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. People with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship, and the emotional benefits from receiving the present.
1: Uh, there's one quote I thought that was really good. Regarding this, people whose love language is receiving gifts enjoy being gifted something that is both physical and meaningful. The key is to give meaningful things that matter to your partner and reflect their values, not necessarily yours.
0: Yes. So this might be your primary love language if you feel loved when you receive a gift, not always about what it is, but the thought behind it. The gift reminds you that they were thinking of you, which fills you up. It doesn't second, feel like me right now.
1: It doesn't feel like you? No. I, I was just thinking a lot of these overlap too. So like me having apples mm-hmm. for you when you come back from the airport is kind of an act of service. It's kind of a gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So realize that these can overlap. Second uh, thing that you might resonate with if this is yours is after a date or trip, you like to take a memento home with you uh, to remind you of the sentimental moment. I'm about that. Yeah. I'm about that moment, that life.
0: I'm about that life.
1: Well, I'm trying to actually be more of a minimalist. So I'm a, I got a long way to go. But <laughs>
0: yeah. Go ahead. Not uh, a
1: minimalist, more of one.
0: Okay. Number three, the more meaningful, the better. Surprise gifts are the best.
1: Sean is, side note, terrible at giving surprises.
0: I just get too excited. I know.
1: It's like, it'll be the day of. She'll have worked four months to freaking make the surprise, and then she'll blow it because she's so excited the day of.
0: It's got to be kind of cute
1: though. (laughs) Well, your (laughs) smile is that smile right there.
0: Cause I just get so excited. That smile is cute. I will say I grew up having like, my mom is the master of gifts for every holiday, for a surprise, for any type of milestone. She mastered the art of like the coolest card. And when I lost my teeth, fairies would leave fairy dust in like a little pot of gold or like whatever, like she'd mastered that. So I don't know if that's how I receive love anymore, but I do fall back on. That's how I give love. You're good at show, that. You do give love.
1: thoughtful gifts. Uh, and lastly, you usually treasure nostalgic items and thrive on the thoughtfulness of a gift. So if your partner values gifts, Mark, Mark, all the special occasions <laughs> on the calendar is one thing you could do and be prepared for, All of those events with a special gift. I actually, gift giving is my new hobby. We were just talking about this last night. I feel like there's so many moments where you're just watching Netflix on the couch or scrolling through social media. And I was like, you know what would be a way better time is if instead of freaking spending time on Zillow or on social media, let's shop for gifts for other people. It's Mm -hmm. so much more fun. It is. So... I'm trying to be a better gift giver because I think, I think it's a fun kind of, mm-hmm. I also know, I also know this guy, John, um, Rulin. Yeah. Who wrote a book called Giftology. Oh, okay. Just talks about the importance of it. It's memorable. People appreciate it. I mean, it could be, it's just important gifts, gift giving you. So I'm trying to get better at it. Let's talk about the last one, babe. Physical touch. Yes. We did a whole episode on intimacy. Yes. And our thoughts on it and physical touch kind of relates to that. So mm-hmm.
0: It says people with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people who have this love language. The roots go back to your childhood. Um, Some people only feel deeply connected or only feel deep connection and love by their parents when they are held, kissed, or touched.
1: I don't really feel this. I think I think I, I, think I uh, show this through aggressive, like wrestling. Yeah, you do. I think that's how maybe as the middle of five kids with three brothers, that's how it went down to my house was like a lot of wrestling. I was like, oh, this is kind of quality time. But it's also like, you know, it's, it's like almost a form of love. So that's how I give it. So I'll like smack Sean's booty <laughs> or tackle her. And that's how I'm I'm expressing my love for you.
0: I will say, for me, with physical touch, this is like a 50-50 on. I love physical touch when it comes to, like, holding hands and Mm -hmm. almost like public display of affection.
1: You do like that?
0: I do because... That was
1: one of Sean's biggest misgivings with us early in our relationship is I did not show PDA, ever.
0: And for me, I think it was an insecurity of the Olympics and kind of like the name that was attached to me. I wanted someone to feel proud and to not care what people thought and want to show the world that like I was theirs. First of all, I hadn't there's, them before.
1: there's so many, th- there's so many layers behind what you just said. I know. By the way, <laughs> so many, there's so many, <laughs> the fact that, well, we could talk about this later. <laughs> if your partner values, physical touch or indications that you might, uh, you might look forward to hugs, cuddles and kissing. Yes. Yes?
0: Yeah. Number two, you feel grounded in a relationship when physical affection is cultivated often. Holding hands, long embraces, kisses are common.
1: Third, you like PDA, per Sean's note, yes. Uh, It helps you feel wanted and desired. Exactly. Okay.
0: And number four, if your partner is sitting next to you, the closer the better.
1: So, little things that can help just doing small things like grabbing your partner's arm while watching a movie or initiating an embrace. Or one thing I love that we do is like hold hands when we fall asleep. I know. We used to cuddle and then Sean got pregnant. And now that's just uncomfortable all around, yeah, I feel like. Is. So that was the fifth of the five love languages. Yes. And I feel like that was helpful for me.
0: Same. And just I, I feel like the like big takeaway for a lot of people is, oh, I relate to that and I resonate with this one, this one, and this one. But say gifts just aren't my thing. I think that's really important to tell your significant other Mm. that if there's one you just really don't resonate with tell them so that they don't spend all day every day going to buy you gifts when that's truly not something you care about Mm
1: -hmm. it is worth noting that the author gary chapman analyzed the results of 10,000 people who took his online quiz in 2010 and found words of affirmation was the most popular language Mm -hmm. but by a, a thin margin and in 2018 hinge the dating app Uh, did a survey and found that the most common love language was quality time by a long shot.
0: Can I give like a philosophical...
1: Which is so... Go ahead.
0: Can I give a philosophical thought Yeah, I got one too. I feel like in 2010, we weren't in the boom of social media, so words were underused. Now they're overused. So
1: Or or we're always receiving affirmation in the form of likes or, you know, whatever, comments. But we
0: don't get quality time anymore. Preach. Yeah.
1: That was kind of my thought too. That was, that was wise. Interesting stuff. Interesting. We felt like that was an important episode to do. If you have any other books or concepts in the realm of marriage or relationships, please share them with us. Enneagram might be, did we do one on Enneagrams? I think we, that was, I think that was another one that ended an argument that we started. I don't remember. Uh, that was a really, was that a cough? right there? (laughs) There It felt like you had something brewing in there. Yeah. Uh, but please share them with us. Uh, our couple things YouTube channel does have comments, unlike our main channel. So go ahead and share them there. And that's all we have for you. Please subscribe to the show. Give it a rating if you haven't yet. Thank you so much for sharing the last, what was it, 40 minutes or so with us. <laughs> yes. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. This Goodbye. please Fam. Out.